Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to to empower you as always i am your host back better than ever thomas a deloach and i'm so glad that you have decided to connect with me for these few moments in time and on today's show i want to talk about think right and it will be right this is a teaching podcast so go and grab your bible something to write with and some paper as always i believe i have a word from the lord for you. As always, we want to start off with the scripture and we want to look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. And I have a bunch of scriptures for you today because I want to massage a lot of this stuff in your spirit, man, and get you to think right. And if I can convince you, it will be right. Once again, Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Notice what it says. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. I want you to think about that. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, verse six says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Verse seven, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. I want to read the NLT version and give you another translation of this. Though he was God, He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Verse 7, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in, in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. So these two translations, the King James Version and the NLT, say things a little bit different, but the NLT kind of gives a little more explanation, makes it a little bit more understandable in terms of the things that Jesus gave up in order for you and I to walk in our divine privileges. Because it says again in verse number seven, he gave up divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave. And being born as a human being when he appeared in human form. So I like to say it like this. Jesus became us so we could become him. Somebody had to make an exchange here. And so when we understand who we are in Christ, it's because of what he gave up so that we could walk in power, so that we could live in power, so that we could demonstrate power and carry power. 
let me give you a little bit more here in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, because it's so important that we understand the thought process of Christ. And this is why he gave up these privileges and things so he could understand the importance of thinking right. This was his thought process, because before we do, we think. We don't just do things. We think about it and then we do it. So in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, it says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Look at his thought process here. This is what he came to do. This was his inaugural statement, I like to call it, in terms of what his mission was on the earth. And because he thought this through, he became this. He thought it and it became, all right? Jesus spent 30 years learning to be spirit-led and preparing himself for three and a half years of ministry. That's profound. I want you to think about that. And most of that time spent was learning to think like God. See, we don't do that. Many times we don't prepare ourselves daily like we should to think like God. Maybe because we don't think it's possible. Maybe we're not interested in that. Maybe it just seems too lofty of a goal to get to. But remember I said Jesus spent 30 years learning to do this. So he had to do it. And that's why I led off with the scripture. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, if Jesus needed the mind of God to do the things he did, then what do you think you and I need? We need it too. And we've got to learn how to prepare ourselves daily to think like God. I believe the word says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And we hear that and we say, well, it's right there. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So we think that we can't get there. No, he's saying, yeah, they're not. I want you to know how far they are, but I want you to know that you can get there. So off the jump, no, you don't think like me. You don't do the things that I would do. That don't mean you can't. It just means you need to learn how to, right? So we've got to be more proactive on a daily basis to do the things that we don't want to do so we can get the kind of results we're looking to get. You know, we pray, we fast, we worship, we do all these things, but we still don't think like God. We still don't do what he does and things are not right in our life. You know, you would think the more saints are praying and seeking God, you would think, you know, some things would be a little bit different, but what is it? It's the preparation Preparation leads to demonstration, magnification, glorification. All of these things start with how we think. Because until you begin to think like God, there's no way you can be God on the earth. Remember I told you, he became us so that we could become him in the earth. And so everything that you and I do moving forward, the Lord is expecting us to do what he did. You know, we talk about greater works. People quote it, but they don't understand it. You know, they say, oh, greater works. We're going to do greater works. Well, when are they going to come? Can you give me a date? 
Can you give me a sign? Can you give me something that will tell me when is the body of Christ going to begin to walk out in this greater manifestation of who we are supposed to be? We need to get rid of us and take on him. I'm going to say that again. We need to get rid of us. We're just not enough to get it done. You in and of yourself, you are not enough. You've got to make the divine exchange and ask the Holy Spirit, I'm yielding to you so you can take over my thought life. And so when I'm making moves, it's because I'm thinking like God would. And God thinks to act. He thinks to create. He don't think because he's trying to drum up a scheme. He's not thinking because he's trying to figure it out. No, 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 no. So when I'm talking about thinking, I'm talking about doing and acting and creating at the same time because that's how Jesus did it. So we've got to take on something different. So when the Holy Spirit is telling us to do something, we're doing it, right? We're taking it in and we're doing it. We're not deliberating over it for days and weeks and months because the truth of the matter is we're trying to convince ourselves that this is right. But when you do it like God does it and begin to look at Genesis and how God began to create the world and different things like that, he's laying out the blueprint. He's laying out the plan. So preparation means the action or process of making ready or being made ready to be used by God. I want to be ready to be used by God. The process is being made ready. And when I'm being made ready, I want to move into a point where now I am ready to be used by God. So we must develop our mind so that everything is aligned properly. And our spirit man must be led by the spirit of God. Right. You've heard these podcasts before. And those that follow me, you know, I've said those that are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. They are the daughters of God. They are the children of God. We got to learn how to be led by the spirit. And God does his leading in you. God doesn't use the news to lead you, the media to lead you. He doesn't use the president, the governor to lead you. No, you got the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords living on the inside of you. So everything God is going to do, he's doing it inside of you. So many times we are influenced outside of us and calling it being spirit led, but that's not true. So if we're going to think right. We've got to learn how to allow the Holy Spirit to think through us. And as we act it will be right based upon how the flow is coming to us by way of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me give you a few more things here. Our brain is the receptacle and the responder, because I want to talk about this because I think this is important. So every thought that you think becomes a physical structure inside of the brain. Dr. Caroline Leaf, she begins to talk about this. And by the way, she's a Christian. You might want to check out some of Dr. Caroline Leaf's work because I think it's really profound how she deals with the brain and the thought process of how on a molecular structure standpoint, how God has so meticulously made us. All right. So every thought that you think becomes a structure inside of your brain. So the scripture says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. 
So what you are thinking about in your mind, hear this, becomes physical structures in your brain. So what are you saying here? So first it starts with your thought life. So in the daytime, you're thinking thoughts and at night you're sorting through those thoughts because we have a way of processing things. That's just how we're wired. We're, that's how the Lord has wired us to do uh, certain things. So in the daytime, we're thinking thoughts, making decisions, doing all kinds of things. And then at night as we're sleeping, we're sorting through those thoughts. And this is why you can get up in the morning and have a particular thought on your mind. It's because at night, your mind is uh, shifting through things, categorizing things, cataloging things of importance and things that are not important. See, all of that God is involved in on the natural side of things. And this process is called neurogenesis. I'm going to give you the definition of neurogenesis. So every morning uh, we have brand new neurons that are born in our brains. They're basically called baby nerve cells, neurogenesis. So let me kind of give you some examples to kind of talk about what this means. So imagine a person flying on a trapeze. They swing from one structure to another. And again, thoughts becomes physical structures in the brain. So fear finds another structure in your brain and connects to it. Worry finds another structure in your brain and connects to it. Conversely, love, joy, and peace find structures in your brain and it connects to it. So we build those structures in our brains through our thought life. This is why your brain can change if we think about right things over a long period of time. And this is why it's so important that we deal with worry and fear. You know, the scripture talks about take no thought. Don't worry about what you should eat, drink, put on, different things of that nature. Jesus said that to us. Now, would the Lord say these things to us if it were not possible? The Lord would never tell you to do something, command you to do something if it were not possible. But again, we have to prepare ourselves daily to think about what we're thinking about. If we think right it will be right. If we think wrong, it will be wrong. A lot of the things that are wrong in your life today is based upon your thought process. And so we have to learn how through the process of neurogenesis and understanding that every morning that we wake up, the Lord gives us new brain cells or new nerve cells, these baby nerve cells. And we got to learn how to think the right things. I want love swinging over to peace and peace spinning over to health and wealth. I want to swing from one to the other. I don't want fear and swing from fear to doubt and doubt into unbelief and sickness and disease. All of this stuff you're creating in your own thought life that's got nothing to do with God. Now, I wish the Lord would think for me in terms of just thinking for me, but he's just not going to do that. We got a brain. We got to use it. God has already told us what we need to do as a man. I'm going to tell it to you one more time. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You are what you've been thinking about. I'm going to say that again. You are, lady. You are, sir. You are the sum total of what you've been thinking about. So you got to start asking yourself 
why am I thinking this way? Why am I doing things like this? So we've got to get this straight. Now, this process of neuroplasticity means our brains are malleable, which means our brains can change. Isn't that something? You know, they didn't know this stuff 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. But your brains can change. It can change for the better. You can have a better thought life. You can have a better way of doing things like God. And so because of these recent findings, and this was always the case, but, you know, we didn't know this. And so we thank God for people like Dr. Caroline Leaf, who has studied these things out. And as the Spirit of God has showed her different things, it's important for us from a scientific standpoint to, to see this and understand this. Because remember, God already knows these things. We just uh, these things are being revealed to his servants. It's, these things are being revealed to us so we can know. If, if God created us with a brain, it's for a purpose. If we got cells and blood and oxygen in our body, it's for a purpose. So we can't just separate these things because this is how God is using us. But it's so important to understand that you don't have to be who you've always been. You can change. Now, let me give you some Bible verses here about this whole process of thinking right, and it will be right. And I'm going to use here the woman with the issue of blood. In Mark chapter 5, starting at verse number 25, it says, And a certain woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she had and was nothing bettered but grew worse. Verse 27, when she heard of Jesus, first of all, we got to hear about him. She's thinking as she's hearing, she's thinking about, man, I'm hearing about Jesus. The moment she heard about Jesus, the Bible says she came in the press behind him and touched his clothes or touched his garment. So it's, a, it's so important that when we're reading the Bible that we can go from A, B to C and connect the dots. So when she heard about Jesus, she began to press towards where he was. She began to move towards where she was. Look at her faith in demonstration. Verse 28 says, For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. Look at her thought process. Look at how she's thinking. Remember I said, if you think right, it'll be right. Deliverance, healing, breakthrough, all starts in the thought life. So watch this. She's working towards her healing as she's moving towards Jesus. And none of this is possible if her thoughts are not right. She wasn't thinking, well, you know, if I get there, maybe I'll get touched. Maybe he can help me. Maybe this will get better. You know, sometimes how we do, we talk ourselves out of certain things. But she said, no, 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 no. She says, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I can be made whole. I can be delivered. I can be set free. I've been going through this for 12 years. Watch this. And she got a thought after hearing Jesus, this is the answer. See, that's revelation, not information. That's revelation. It was revealed to her that this is what you need to be thinking now. You ever had a thought come to you that this is what you need to do and you do it and you get results? That's the Holy Spirit thinking through you, helping you pushing you to do the very thing 
your thinking. A lot of times we can't recognize when the Spirit of God is talking to us. We think it's us. So we've got to be able to discern when it's us, when it's the Lord, and when it's the devil. It's very easy. I always tell people that you're never going to tell you to do anything. You're never going to tell you to give, serve, submit, love. You're not going to do that. You know the devil not going to tell you to love, submit, serve, give money, give up your time, talent, and treasure. So there's only somebody, there's only one person left, and that's the Holy Spirit. So when we can yield to the Holy Spirit and stop fighting him and arguing with him about what he's telling us to do, we hold up our own progress. So you got to begin to move when you know it's gone. And when you spend time with the Lord, these things won't be a problem for you. Look at verse number 28 again. For she said, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And straightway, I like that, the fountain of her blood was dried up. Straightway, immediately, right now. It didn't take hours, days, weeks, months, and years. No. When you hear from God and do it, we need to start seeing some instant manifestation. It's taking too long for many of us to get to where God wants us to go. Immediately, straightway, the Bible declares that the fountain of her blood was dried up. A 12-year-old situation ceased when she thought about and did what she believed she needed to do. And things began to happen for her. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. That's outstanding. Now let's take another look here at another Bible verse here in John chapter 5, I believe. John 5, a man healed at the pool of Bethesda. Notice what it says. After there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. I'm at John 5 uh, verse number one. After there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Verse number two. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda or Bethsaida, having five porches, and in these lay a multitude, check this out who was there, and a multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease that they had. Look at verse number five. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. Notice the woman with the issue of blood had her problem for 12. But look at this guy. He had this issue for 38 years. I don't care what you say. That's a long time. He's a grown man now, still with the same issue. How many of us listening to me today still got the same issues that we had as a kid? And now we're 35, 45, 55, 65. This is a horrible situation. Notice verse six is, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition for a long time. He said to him, catch this now, do you want to be made well? Jesus asked him one question. Let's just cut to the chase because you've been here for 38 years. Ain't no needing us going down all these little roads. Now I'm just going to ask you one question. Do you want to be made well? Now I'm going to ask you that. Whatever you're going through right now, do you 
want to be made well. Notice what he said, verse 7, like most of us. The sick man answered and said, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. But I didn't ask you that. I asked you, do you want to be made well? It is something how we ask people a question and then they start thinking about and making excuses why they're not well. Jesus here is trying to help this man get up off his back, been laying there for 38 years. Because I'm going to tell you something, the longer you've been in a situation, it works on you mentally. It works on you psychologically. It just works on your thought life and you start to believe that I can't even get up from this. So I got some compassion on this fella. I get it. This has been a long time coming, man, because you begin to think, I'll never get healed. I'll never get delivered. I'll never get off my back. I'm going to always be here laying on this porch with all these people. The angel comes down every year and I can never get to the pool. Look at where his thought life is. Remember I said, if you think right, it will be right. He's thinking wrong and it's wrong for 38 years. There's a lot of people that are thinking wrong every day. And it's wrong every day. And they can't get out of the cycle. They can't break themselves loose. But the Lord sent me here today to talk to you and tell you, you can break yourself loose right now if you begin to think the way God is thinking. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how messed up your life is. I want you to know that the Lord loves you and he is going to pull you out. Watch this. If you think he can. Now we're talking about God now. So if you're a Christian and you're listening to me, we're talking about God. Isn't it amazing how people can believe in everybody else but themselves? Somebody can have stage four cancer. They know the Lord can heal you. But if they got it, they're like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. What is this? If you know inside of you that there is no greater power than God, you know you got to get up out of this situation. But this man says, I've got nobody to put me in the pool when it is stirred. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Notice what he says. I am coming. I'm making an effort. But when I'm trying to make this effort, somebody is getting in here before me. So Jesus got discernment. So he's looking at this. He says, okay, I understand. It's been 38 years. Mentally, you're frazzled. You really don't believe. You're just in a bad situation right now. So this is what Jesus did. Jesus said, you need you need a hand up, not a handout. You need a hand up. So Jesus said to him, he says, I'm going to give you a word right now. He said, rise, take up your bed and walk. Sometimes we just need a word of instruction so we can begin to think right. This is what I want you to do. Here's your word of instruction because he's talking about you. Rise, take up your bed and walk. If you right now are on a bad situation, I'm not talking about physically laying on your back, but if you are, this is for you too as well. Because some of us are laying on our back, maybe not in the physical, but we're just laying on our back in a mental capacity. We just been down for so long. We just don't think we can rise again. But the Lord has a prophetic word for you. Rise, take up your bed and walk. When God speaks a word to you, it gives you energy. It gives you passion to think about getting up again. I want you to think about getting up again. I want you to think about rising from the ashes of your trouble. I want you to think about getting up and doing something extraordinary for God. And notice what the Bible says. Verse 9, 
and immediately. That's another word for straightway. With the woman with the issue of blood, the Lord said, she said, hey, immediately, or should I say straightway, her deliverance came, same situation. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Now, did it take another 38 years after the Lord spoke to him? No, it's an immediate thing. If we can think it will be immediate, it will. So that's the problem with why some people see their deliverance quicker than maybe you or others that you know. It's got all to do with your thought process of faith. And I want you to know when God is speaking to you, he's talking about right now. He's talking about at this very moment, things can change for you. Now look at Luke chapter 7, starting at verse number 2, concluding at verse number 10. I think if I can read some of this here. It says, And a certain centurion who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loved our nation, and he built us a synagogue. Verse 6 says, Then Jesus went with him, and when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Verse 7, Wherefore neither thought, here's the thought now, I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, did you hear that? But say in a word and my servant shall be healed. Things change when the word hits our situation and we've got to think about it. And my servant shall be healed. Verse eight, for I also am a man under authority having unto me soldiers. And I say unto this one, go and he goeth and to another come and he cometh and to a servant do this and he doeth it. Verse nine, when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and said unto him, I've not found so much great faith, no, not in Israel. And they went, returning to the house, found the servant, catch this now, whole that had been sick. How did this happen? The, the man's thought life. This man already had thoughts that God, through Jesus, could get the job done. He's like, I don't need you to go to this house. Just speak a word to him. I don't need you to get on the dusty road and tire yourself. Your word is so powerful, Jesus. I want you to just speak a word and my servant shall be healed. This is this process of thinking right and it'll be right. When you're reading God's word, I'm going to say this to you one more time. It is God speaking to you. It is not just the Lord through scripture talking about Bible characters. You need to put yourself in that situation. You need to put yourself in the scripture. Scripture because the Lord wants to reveal something to you. The man said, you don't even have to come to my house. Wow. And Jesus marveled. He said, I haven't found this type of faith anywhere. Even among the folk that's following me, I have not found such great faith. I want you to know today that God wants to do something exceptional for you right now as I'm talking to you. If you can believe he can. Finally, in Mark chapter 5, Verse number 22, and I think I'll conclude here at verse number 23. Mark chapter 5, 
verse number 22. Maybe this last verse will convince you. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly saying, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And if you keep reading the story, what happened? She got healed immediately. Why? Because this man's thought process was like, Lord, I'm coming to you and I believe you can do it. Remember now, you don't do anything without thinking. Sometimes we're not conscious of this throughout our day because we're just moving so fast and, and we're just doing things. But we don't know that we've thought about it before we did it. That's how quickly the mind works. So do you go to anybody that you don't believe can help you? I, I don't think so. You go to people that you believe can help you, that you believe got more than you have, that they have the resources, the goods. Watch this, because we've been thinking about it. And I'm saying to you today, if you think right, if you allow the Holy Spirit to help you think like God, because you can get there, you will begin to see immediately, straightway, right now, things happening in your life on a day-to-day -day basis. That's my prayer for you. If you think right, it will be right. Be convinced of what God's word is saying to you today. Right now, today is the only day that you have. Let's make it exceptional. Let's see signs, wonders, miracles, all kinds of things breaking out in your thought life. And as you think and create, as you think and do, you have become God in the earth. That's my prayer for you today. I pray that you receive this word from the Lord through this podcast on today. If you are blessed, I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Drop me a line and let me know that these shows are blessing you. It'll take you just a few minutes. I read every email that comes in because I want to know that what the Lord is giving me to share with you, it's being a blessing. Do that today. And if you will, go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. On the homepage there, there's a subscriber box. Put your email in that subscriber box, click the send button, and I will send you a free PDF that you can listen to. Also, if you scroll all the way down, almost to the bottom of the homepage, you'll see a place where you can donate financially to this show. If To Empower You is blessing you and you believe by the Spirit of God that you are called to financially partner with me, I want you to be one of the ones that will do it today. No dollar amount is too big or too small. Take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit what he would ask you to give. And I want you to obey God and do it. Partnership is good because I can't do any of this on my own. We all need some help. And if you believe by the Spirit of God, that you are one of the ones to help push to empower you to different places so people can hear the word of the Lord and be encouraged. I want you to make a move today and I believe the Lord will be well pleased. Listen, I'm praying for you as always and until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. 
And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.